Welcome to the Goracom podcast, where investors discover great small cap companies. Thank you for taking Agoracom with you and make sure to follow our podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Goracom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap CEOs after they put up big news. And today's news, guys, that we're talking about is massive. You're going to hear about it in a second. With us today from Avalon Advanced Materials is present CEO Don Bubar. The company trades in Canada in the stock symbol AVL for our friends in the US and the stock symbol AVLNF. For those of you new to the story, but you saw this big uh, lithium battery materials refinery news, here's what you need to know about Avalon. They own a diverse critical metals and minerals property portfolio that gives investors exposure to their earth elements, lithium, tin, indium, cesium, and tantalum, amongst others. Uh, they're not a Johnny come lately. They're developing these critical mineral properties since the mid-1980s, when Don Bubar himself first acquired the Separation Rapids Lithium Project for its industrial mineral potential for glass ceramics. And more than just lip service, Separation Rapids, which is in Northwest Ontario, a great way, place to be, hosts the world's largest undeveloped known resource of the rare lithium mineral petalite. It's unbelievable how big this is. We're, we're going to talk about that. Right now, it's been lined up as potential to serve the glass ceramics market, which a lot of people don't know about. Uh, the global glass industry represents about 25 to 30% of global lithium demand and is valued over $100 billion and continues to grow thanks to the unique properties of lithium for strengthening glass. However, the company is also uh, looking at the possibility of producing high-purity lithium uh, for lithium-ion batteries, and the, the press release from a couple of days ago probably makes the timing perfect. Here's the headline. Avalon announces partnership agreement to establish Ontario's first regional lithium battery materials refinery in Thunder Bay. Don, welcome to the show, my friend. Great to be back, George. Great to have you. And I got to tell you from the bottom of my heart, because I've known you for close to 20 years now, congratulations uh, on this news. It is big. Before we get into the details of it, I want people at home to really understand how big this is. It's massive for Avalon. It's really big for the lithium industry. It's really big for Ontario's, you know, critical elements supply chain uh, plans as well. Give us a sense of how big this is, because I've never seen anything like this before. Well, it's big because all of a sudden everybody knows you need lithium if we're going to make this transition to this clean green economy and rely on energy storage solutions, which the lithium ion battery still is the best technology. So we've got to create a supply chain. And we started seeing the potential for lithium 25 years ago. <laughs> Took a long time to be able to find the opportunity to actually start production, but that's finally happened now, thanks to recent initiatives by the government of Ontario to try to attract the manufacturing sector to come yep, back yep. to Ontario, including battery manufacturing. And they are promising those manufacturers that they'll support getting the critical material supply chain started in Ontario. And it's about time. We've got them all on the ground. It's about time we started to produce them and turn them into the products needed in many new technologies. And usually when companies talk about, you know, uh, electric vehicles, lithium-ion batteries, or George Com Lithium says, 
oh, we've uh, we've acquired this lithium project and uh, we think we're going to be able to, you know, uh, supply the lithium ion battery market if everything goes well five, seven years from now or something like that. But you're not just announcing a project. You're announcing a supply chain, right? Soup to nuts. So talk to us about that so we can all visualize at home, you know, what, and then we're going to talk about SR Group in a second, but what are you guys doing here in, in, in establishing this Ontario's first uh, materials refinery? Well, basically, we've been able to recognize for a long time that that's the key step is being able to create the processing capacity midstream to turn it into the derivative product that's being used in the market. But the missing piece has been the lack of any domestic demand for a specific lithium battery material product until fairly recently. So you couldn't just guess on that. You had to basically have firm commitments from buyers to give you an indication of what it exactly is you got to produce, how to produce it efficiently, and then design the facility appropriately. So not having the firm offtake commitment was always the challenge on being able to get a commitment on accessing the capital to build the appropriate midstream processing capacity. Yeah. And so what's changed? I mean, it, who's the offtake partner? Uh, you know, what, what's changed that finally put all the pieces together for you guys and SR Group to be able to, to announce this and, and start moving together on it? Well, basically, demand now is starting to grow. And as most people are hearing, lithium is in short supply. <laughs> China was smart and got control of a lot of the supply early on. And now there's some manufacturers getting established in other parts of the world, as well as here in uh, North America, that are all looking for supply sources of the refined forms, lithium carbonate or lithium hydroxide. So it's just a matter of time before we got those commitments. And now we have lots of interest on get, getting access to our production of these materials. But the key next step was to find an investing partner because as a small cap, these are very challenging yeah. because of the very high capital costs associated with uh, building them. So we've been looking for an investing partner and we were introduced to this uh, SAR group uh, by Invest in Canada, an agency that does that, introduces international companies to potential investment opportunities in Canada. And that was about six months ago, it took a little while to get there thanks to the pandemic, but uh, finally got there. And well, this is pretty fast, six months. You know, I, you, a small cap company, George Com Lithium could start talking to a major conglomerate and take years sometimes to even think about it. And here in six months, let's talk a little bit about SR. I mean, like you said, the CapEx on this project is big. It's $500 million, not something you could probably handle on your own. SR Group comes to the table with assets under management of over $8 billion US. That's as of March 2020, 2021. Um, you know, what is it they saw? What they, they must have their, their pick of opportunities. What did they see in Avalon? What did they see in this opportunity that said, yeah, we want to, we want to partner 50-50 on this? Well, not that many opportunities out there that haven't already been claimed by other potential um, investing so partners. So we've basically were one of the few that was sort of ready to go, but still needed a partner. So that was, I think, one of the um, attractions. And I think they um, 
because they've had a presence in Ontario in the past through Algoma Power Algoma Steel, they know Ontario, they've got a presence here. And so being able to kind of pick up where they left off there and create this whole new sector partnering with us, I think appealed to them, especially since they're also trying to transition into this new clean green economy as well from having been a traditional miner of coal and producer of energy by burning coal. I know it's only been a couple of days since you put out the news, but you know, it was so big that I was scrolling across a ticker of CNBC actually. Uh, and, and I saw that happen, like, look at Don, he's, he's made to the ticker of CNBC. Have you received any kind of feedback from the industry, from the demand side or from other lithium potential? Because uh, I know this refinery is gonna allow other new producers to potentially provide feed as well. But what kind of feedback, if any of you heard from, from the industry as to how great this is? Not a lot yet, but we have now been getting um, confirmation from other buyers of the product that they're excited to hear that we're now firm on timing for going ahead. But we haven't yet had a whole lot of communication with other potential uh, producers in, um, in Ontario, but we know there are a lot. So we'll keep the news flow coming as we start to advance the project and we'll take it from there. But you're saying the buyers, the demand side, have already shown some, and that's probably the most important thing, right? You've got to make sure you got the buyer. Someone's going to buy product come out of the as lithium refinery. You're getting good response out of them, Don. Yeah, of course, you always got to prove that you can uh, meet their spec requirements because there's often uh, very specific requirements there, but we're pretty sure we can. So this is a $500 million project. How are you guys going to find uh, finances? I know it's our group is big and probably has a big pocket. Um, give it, run us through how this, this might be funded. Well, basically they, they would be sort of the lead order in terms of right. the funding. And then I think with that lead order, it will open the door for us to find other sources of capital including government uh, funding, which they've been providing to these other manufacturers and uh, now we've saw the announcement uh, it's going to be in the budget there tomorrow federal budget that they're going to allocate two billion dollars for critical material supply chains so i'm sure that we'll be able to access uh, funding from these new government programs that have been set up to support creating these new supply chains specifically and then there are other investors out there that have expressed interest too that we'll be happy to jump in once we show where we're at, how long it's going to take and what their position might be. Well, if you got SR Group as a lead order, you got government jumping in, First Nations, I think in the press release said might also be jumping in. At that point, it doesn't seem like you're too worried about being able to raise the, uh, you know, to get to that $500 million number. No, I'm not worried about it at all. Oh, that's great. That's and there's also the ESG investment community that loves this sector too. So if everything, Don, give us a timeline. I know you said 2025. Uh, that's when you'd like to be up and running. But what happens between now and 2025? You know, and I'm not asking for an exact timeline because you probably don't have that down yet. But ballpark, you know, when do you think the raise finishes? When do you guys get to get a, maybe you got to get approval from government? Kind of run us through what the, what the cadence looks like to get up and running. Well, basically, the next steps are to finalize the, uh, the specifics on the 
business model there, feasibility level study, and then finalize the location and then start to find the contractors that can initiate construction work and go from there. But there's lots of interest in Thunder Bay now too. So I'm sure that uh, it won't be problematic. It's just finalizing the details and then getting construction started while we also start getting things going at our Separation Rapids lithium project site. Because separate, yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Separation Rapids, you know, I've, I've known that project for a long time. It's this big sleeping giant, but uh, that'll be the lead, uh, I guess the lead feed uh, for this new refinery, correct? Yeah, that's our vision is uh, we can, we've got a, fairly significant resource there that can get the ball rolling in terms of the initial supply for the refinery until other resources come in behind it with the additional supply. But we also have um, other markets for the product, as you know, including the glass ceramics market, as you mentioned earlier, it's actually been growing a lot. Um, and most people don't know that. Most people don't, I didn't, I gotta tell you, Don, even though I've known about the glass ceramics side, I didn't realize I was 25 to 30% of lithium demand around the world. That's massive. Yeah, it's been growing because there's a lot of innovation now on other variants on high strength glass products and other applications for them. And I, I can see how they might be um, important in electric vehicle technology as part of light weighting going forward for the right. windshields and the dashboard, et cetera. Yeah, for anybody at the beginning who thought glass ceramics, they're thinking maybe you know, dinner glasses on, you know, dinner glasses and, uh, and uh, their dishes. It's way, it, the applications are way beyond that. What I want to ask you now is the timing uh, seems to be great. Uh, March 18th is when Ontario came out with their first ever critical, critical mineral strategy. That was just three weeks ago. And the quote from Doug Ford is that the, this is the government's blueprint to connect industries, resources, and workers in our provinces north to the future of manufacturing in the south as we build up homegrown supply chains. If I didn't know any better, it would almost sound like you drafted that quote yourself because that's exactly what you're delivering, right? I may well have inspired it. <laughs> that's a key <laughs> message I've been delivering for a while. <laughs> it's, 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 sunk, it's sunk into them, but... Man, the Ontario government, I'm not sure what your level of communication is with them and what kind of discussion you're having, but they, they must be really excited about this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, they're keen to see uh, this. They were trying to inspire it and pleased to see we we're able to make an announcement so quickly that we're, we're going to be going ahead. Um, initial output, uh, you guys state in the, in the press release, is 20,000 tons per year. Um, what are the economics generally like? You know, what do you think they'll be generally like at 20,000 tons per year? And how do you see that increasing? You know, is there a max capacity you guys have in mind as to where you want to get it to? Well, that's a good question. Um, basically, with 20,000 is what we're pretty certain will be some demand here, but it's likely to grow. So you do want to be in a position to um, grow the business over time too. So we'll just, but maybe the initial production will be a little less than the maximum capacity for that size, but we'll see as we get going. 
because you have to be able to provide samples to different consumers and make sure that they're, they're satisfied that it meets their spec requirements before sure, those get the firm commitments. Yeah, but it's definitely going to be a growth business uh, going forward, and uh, we'll see um, what it ultimately ends up being. Uh, you can't have a conversation about Northern Ontario, and I got to assume everyone in Northern Ontario, the Thunder Bay is Thunder Bay area is, is starting to get a little excited about this. But you have to have yeah, you can't have that discussion without talking about the First Nations. What is your relationship like with the First Nation at Separation Rapids? Well, we've had a relationship there for uh, over twenty years. Actually, we first signed an MOU with them in uh, in nineteen ninety nine. They and, know you uh, well. <laughs> We've been in touch ever since, and um, they remain keen to see this uh, eventually get started because they can see how it can create a lot of economic benefits for the community. And uh, now I think that uh, there's really um, opportunities for them to be a real business partner. That's what I'd like to inspire. And the new chief, Chief Wayland Scott, has an MBA. <laughs> so perfect as a political leader to hopefully inspire getting more involved of creating an active business that can be an active business partner in the project. And we can see a role for them in helping just produce the concentrates that will go to the glass ceramic market. And our vision there in the short term is to acquire basically a demonstration scale process facility using dense media separation, a gravity type process to concentrate it which is a preferred method for some of the end users compared to froth flotation. And we'll be able to start providing big samples to customers that have expressed interest and then scale up behind that. But having a demo scale plant is a good way for community members to get kind of the training and how to operate it and then maybe take control of it. And they finally get to get an ROI on all the time they spent with you since 1999. Right. <laughs> you're no longer just a pretty face of them that keeps, you know, you keep meeting together and having discussions, but you're actually making things happen together. And that's, and all kidding aside, I think that's great. I think that, that's great for everybody. The other group I want to talk about is Avalon shareholders. I mean, you have had incredibly loyal long-term shareholders uh, in Avalon. And we've seen a lot of, you know, uh, look, you've, you've been there from the beginning when it comes to critical and rare elements uh, and when rare, when rare earths are to really take off uh, 15, 20 years, 15 years ago or so in terms of people understanding we're going to need them for aerospace, in our phones, all these, the, you know, the, the, the whole electronic and digital world. Uh, you know, you guys had a great run. In fact, you're on the New York Stock Exchange for a while. Uh, but then a little reality set in because, you know, the, the world just hasn't been ready yet, right? It, it's not like it's not like the world's producing millions of uh, electronic uh, electric vehicles and you're not there to supply the lithium. So it, it took a little time, but you're here again. And this time it's for good. You know, how great is this for Avalon shareholders? How, how excited should they be uh, that the payoff now appears to be coming for them? Well, I'm getting lots and lots of positive feedback from uh, many, many longtime shareholders that have been patiently waiting for this day to arrive when we can finally get launched and moving one of our uh, projects forward to production and cash flow. So 
they've been patient. You're right. And it's um, interesting in that lots of people could see how all these rare elements we've been looking at did have very good potential, but it's just so difficult to predict when you're going to be able to um, get it started because it's not like your traditional exchange traded commodities and that you'd already know there's demand for it even <laughs> before you get started. Whereas in this case, if you don't have the demand, you cannot justify the capital investment to get it started. And unfortunately, there's never been any domestic demand in Canada for any of these traditional commodities. And we've never really done much in the way of supporting research and development and innovating some of the products that can use these things. That's all being done elsewhere. That's another thing I'm trying to inspire now here in Canada is to start doing more of that. We've got all these rare elements in the ground. Now people can start to see so many examples of how they can be used beneficially in new technologies. Let's start innovating some too. <laughs> Something tells me you don't have to do, I mean, you, you had to do a lot of convincing over the last decade at plus, but something tells me, Don, that, uh, you know, look, one thing I've always respected about you always is that you start out in critical rare, rare, rare elements. And that's where you stuck to, despite the fact that so many different fads came in over time and the small cap world sometimes tends to jump from fad to fad, you know, you stuck with it. Uh, and here you are, because I've got to assume the reason I, I have that, I said that is I've got to assume People are listening to you in the industry, government, because you've been you've been uh, an evangelist for this the whole time, and now we're here. So I don't think you have to do much convincing anymore. I'm assuming people are now saying, "Don, you don't need to convince us. Tell us what to do." Hopefully, you're almost at that stage now. Yeah, I think so. Most people realized that there would be another day, just didn't know how long it would take. And <laughs> we're frustrated like I was that it took so long. But over the last three years now with critical minerals getting so much publicity and recognition now for how they're needed new technology, we most of our shareholders knew that our time had finally come. But it was a matter of basically just having the news flow to remind people that we do have an advanced lithium project because um, most people don't even know that because we became so well known 10, 12 years ago as a rare earth equity, especially in the US. Yeah. And we did all the original work on our lithium project 25 years ago. Most people don't know that we have a advanced. Been a bit of a gap. So yeah, that's, so we, we haven't really received the recognition that we deserve for the how advanced our project really is. And that's sometimes the price you pay for being early and being first, but you've known all along. And I'm assuming, Don, you tell me what you think, because people don't want to hear my opinion, but uh, tell me if I'm on the right track or not. It just seems like this next phase is here to stay. It's going to stick. It's going to grow. It's going to be like this for the next 30 years. I mean, this is the beginning of a really big, massive run for for the lithium and critical elements uh, space, right? Yes, I really believe that. Yeah, it's finally arrived. It took a while, but I guess my problem is I see the future too far ahead compared to most other people. So I saw the future 25 years ago. <laughs> well, look, <laughs> hey, uh, to, to the benefit of all of us at the end of the day, right? To have someone now like you at the tip of the spear is great. So let me, let me end off with this, Don. Um, You've been envisioning this for the last 25 years. You're here now, you're establishing Ontario's first regional lithium battery 
material refinery, right? What are the next steps this behemoth, right? Because this is like uh, the, the famous saying is how do you eat an elephant one bite at a, one bite at a time? So what are the next bites that we should look that we should look for out of uh, the lithium refinery and out of separation rapids? I know you've kind of alluded to them a little bit, but I want to I want to really get those down. It's finishing off the details on the business model and doing some more work at the site to finalize our final feasibility study there. And then um, starting to invest in getting things started. Like I said, we've got um, the opportunity now to acquire a demonstration scale facility to start producing trial quantities of the um, petalite concentrate. And that can be used also for doing any final tweaks we wanna make on the process flow sheet for making lithium battery materials and then um, get going. Plus, I also want to do more work on recovering the other byproducts that are available for recovery from these types of pegmatites like we have. There's cesium in there, there's tantalum in there, there's rubidium-rich feldspars that are also a viable product. Basically, almost everything in the rock is potentially a saleable product. <laughs> Man, so you're never done. <laughs> you, you're not taking a victory lap with the lithium. You're already starting to think about all the byproducts. Yeah, and, and that's, an, that's a precedent I want to be able to establish too, is how we need to change the whole thinking in the mining industry to realize that most resources have more than one mineral or element in it that has potential value. Whereas in the past, it almost always just one element extracted, everything else was left in waste. <laughs> And now got to look at what else you can recover. And that makes it more sustainable and environmentally friendly too. Well, there can't be a better guy and a better executive to kind of lead that charge for Ontario anyways. And I'm sure uh, this would become an example for the rest of the world. But in the meantime, even though you're already looking at the next steps, let's celebrate this. I want to congratulate you. I want to congratulate your team, even SR and everyone who's part of this. And all Avalon shareholders, quite frankly, for this real big milestone and, and, and what I think is going to be the first of many, many interactions between you and I, because it seems like, you know, now everything's going to start unfolding. But uh, in, for today, congratulations, Don. I'm really happy for you. I'm really, really happy for you. Well, thanks very much for the interview. And great to be back working together with you again, George. It's been a few years, but uh, the time yeah. has come. Well, you and I were the first to really come out and talk to the world about rare earth elements back in 2005, six, seven, when people say, what are you guys talking about? I just know gold and silver, maybe copper. What are you guys? But we educated the world and that turned into something great. Uh, we're a little ahead of the curve, but now we're here. And I think this is this is going to be the beginning of the Don and George show for the next 20 years. <laughs> Thank you, Don. Have a great day and have a have a beer on me tonight because you deserve it to sit back, you know, and uh, and uh, sit, sit in your kitchen there in your backyard and, and, and really enjoy this and celebrate this. All right. I'll do that. Thanks. To everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. To Don Bubar, President and CEO of Avalon Advanced Materials, trades in Canada under the stock symbol AVL for friends in the S on the stock symbol AVLNF. Look, we can't tell you what to do, but if you believe in the future of electric vehicles, lithium batteries, critical elements, 
then you've got to do your due diligence uh, on Avalon. Their URL is right there above in the screen. You're going to see it in the screen above. Get over to the company's website, do your deep, deep dive due diligence. Just don't say 12 months from now, we didn't tell you so. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey guys, this podcast is over. But don't forget to help your company by liking it or even leaving a comment. And then don't forget to help yourself by following us on Spotify, Google, Apple, or on your favorite podcast platform so you will never miss another one great Agora Gomez Small Cap Podcast.